found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's Valentine's Day. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, just fine. <laughs> Pookie bear. Uh, <laughs> what a wonderful time of year it is. Yes, it is. So, Valentine's Day. 2014. I'm wearing we pink to celebrate the day. That is nice. How about that? Lovely look. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, sure dolled up this morning. I sure did. Look great. Got my jean jacket on, my <laughs> pink sweatshirt, black hat. I'm ready to roll. You're, you're styling. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> yesterday we talked, at least you did, because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I hope we don't go to war in the last, you know, because I... Tell me the favorite commercial. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> in all the uh, war pictures, oh yeah, that's how you knew if they were the enemy. Who won the World Series? Forty-two World Series. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, that, that actually, I was. Uh, I just watched Band of Brothers. Okay, and um, they did say, "Who did Babe Ruth play? Who did Babe Ruth play for before he went to the Dodgers?" Yeah. And. Uh, had to know See, that he yeah. didn't play for the Dodgers. That's right. That's a trick question, mister. But the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jennifer Lopez, Tom Brady commercial for oh my Duncan. gosh, yes, it was so funny. Paid off for the donut maker. It's paid off. Yeah. The ad which shows the three guys trying to impress J-Lo mm-hmm. with her new musical group, the Dun Kings, <laughs> that Duncan has now sold out of their gaudy track suits worn by athletes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. During their performance. <laughs> they actually had those for sale. You yeah. can buy that. Wow. The track jacket and pants were going for 60 bucks each. Sold out in 19 minutes. Making the fashion line the fastest wow. collection to sell out in Duncan history. <laughs> so, so that was an ad that certainly did huh. pay out. Interesting. You know, so. I don't know if that was their goal to sell out those suits, but uh, people certainly wanted have them. You, have you seen it? I, I think I have. It yeah. was so funny. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what it is. Why do people, would you get, did you want one of those suits? No, I didn't watch it and think, oh, I got to have that. I got to look just like Ben Affleck. <laughs> My name's Matt. I should look like Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't cross my mind. But now whether or not they'll actually increase in product sales of their donuts is another thing. I don't know. Now, here's a guy in Florida. He's decided to eat raw chicken until he gets a tummy ache. Okay? (laughs) He's on day 26. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. His name's John's not sharing his surname for privacy. (laughs) But he's been documenting his unusual journey. On the Instagram page, Raw Chicken Experiment. But he's showing his face. Yeah. He's showing his face (laughs) while he eats it. He's got 395,000 followers. He insists that he does not need to eat raw chicken because he likes it. Okay. (laughs) He says he's experimented with raw vegan diets, plant-based, carnivore, milk only, raw beef, raw seafood, raw pork. (laughs) Okay. Keto. Eating a stick of butter daily. <laughs> and he finds it fascinating to try different fuels for his meat suit. 
and see how it affects the simulation. Oh, one of those guys. Okay, yep. gotcha. However, experts gotcha. say experts <laughs> say that chicken should should be cooked <laughs> to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Raw poultry can harbor several different types of bacteria, including salmonella. <laughs> the smell of raw chicken alone would be enough. To oh my gosh, man! The texture just yeah, it's just. Consuming raw or undercooked chicken can cause diarrhea and vomiting. He's doing this for 30 days. He's on day 26. He's um, putting hot sauce on it. <laughs> I, just, I could I have no desire to even try that. It just, I can't stand the smell of raw yeah, chicken. No, no thanks. And, you know, I, I think about it every time it's on a countertop or anything. <laughs> I've got to bleach that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's one thing I really consciously am aware of is that and, like, raw pork. But anyway, he's uh, whittling away on it. A mm. hundred days, I'm sorry. Every day for a hundred days or until he's hospitalized. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, okay. I just, I, I couldn't do day one. I couldn't do one bite. So good luck to him. <laughs> you can... Watch him, I guess, if you go on and be, become one of his followers. Raw chicken experiment. Mm. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> people, why do they do such weird things? You tell me, man. You tell me. And, and then they say, well, I'm, I'm not doing it just to get likes. <laughs> I'm not doing it just for the attention. But you're totally doing it for the attention. Have you ever thought of doing anything to see if you could get some followers? No. Didn't you? Didn't you used to do Twitter quite a bit? Yeah, I did Twitter quite a bit. Love Twitter, and and you would kind of like let people know where you were and what. Well, you were I mean, up to. Twitter was cool because Twitter used to be to me was like. So Facebook changed their algorithm, and Facebook decided they would show you what they thought you wanted to see, okay. rather than like a chronological order of your friends posting stuff. It's like now your buddies with Dale. Here's what Dale posted, but okay. it could be. The last thing you posted was last year. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and then Twitter didn't do that, and then all of a sudden they did do that, and to me it ruined the whole experience. Because oh. um, I liked, for me, I like going through my time, my timeline, and seeing things in a chronological order every day. Of yeah. you know, and um, that was just I started not seeing things, and <laughs> you know, it was it was annoying. So I have not posted anything on what is now. X yeah. in a long time. Now they still say X, formerly known as. Yeah. Yeah. What have you accomplished by changing your name, really? X's are cool. <laughs> According to Elon, X's are cool. Okay. <laughs> it's 632. We've got a break, and we'll be back with tidbits. This is Tidbits. A Valentine's Day edition of Tidbits. And a wonderful day to all you lovebirds. (laughs) May you have a wonderful, Mm. wonderful day. Yes, indeed. This a woman aboard a... West Jet Flight said she was kicked off 
for excessively using the bathroom before takeoff. In a series of posts on X, formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) Formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) She wrote that she was forced to leave the aircraft after making frequent trips to the bathroom due to an upset stomach. Just got kicked off at a WestJet flight from Mexico because I had an upset stomach and was going to the washroom too much before takeoff. Hmm. No promise of a hotel or rebooking flight. I had meds and was on the mend. Some customer service. In the thread, she adds that she accidentally Uh. left her money behind on the plane while rushing to leave, and the airline refused to pay for the taxi to a hotel. After she burst into tears when a WestJet supervisor at the airport started giving her a hard time, she says another employee was kinder, but still refused to give her a reference number for a rebooked flight the following day, instead telling her to return to the airport and ask an attendant. WestJet shared in a statement, if a passenger's sick, the airline has a right to remove them in order to preserve the health and safety of all we fellow passengers. We will kick them out in no time, just so you know. <laughs> so, now was, was she actually having issues? Was she... Did she have the craps? I don't know. It makes you wonder, though. I mean, probably. I mean, it, it's an airline. I mean, you, you know those bathrooms oh, aren't. And if someone is in yeah. there repeatedly, you're going to yeah. know it. I mean, you're going to know. And it's all before they even take off. Yeah. So, I mean, and if they say, uh, ma'am, are you okay? And, you know, no, I have a stomach ache. Okay. Well, then you need to go, you know. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing it. Right. And then, you know, things get ugly. <laughs> And they probably got uglier at the ticket gate, and, you know, then you need to give me a ride, and you need to, you know. I doubt she was like, would you pretty please maybe call me a taxi? I'd be so appreciative. I highly doubt it was like that. Okay. I would think you wouldn't have time to argue, because you've got to go. Exactly. So if you're so sick, why are you standing here yelling at us? That'd be our reply. <laughs> it's, we got uh, two guys in an ugly midair flight oh. fist fight. That's Southwest Airlines. That was to Hawaii. Hmm. You're supposed to be in a good. You're going to Hawaii. You're going to. You should be relaxed, ready to go, man. You should be. That had to be on one of those big old planes. Maybe they had a brawl in the bar. Maybe. <laughs> Passengers could be heard begging the guy to calm down <laughs> before one was pulled away from the brawl by another flyer. It uh, departed from Oakland, California, midair over the Pacific Ocean when the scuffle began, but completed its journey and avoided an emergency landing. Hmm. Both men were reportedly detained after they landed in Hawaii. Hmm. It's unclear what triggered the fight with the footage beginning with one of the men lightly slapping the other across the face. (laughs) That slap was Uh, responded to with a few punches, several landing squarely on the other fellow's face. Well, he was like, okay, I watched watched some of the video, and the guy throwing the punches, there's like, the one dude's wife is between them, and so she's, and he's like throwing punches over her. So he's got this woman in his way, and he's like, 
And yeah, they landed, but they weren't. I don't. They yeah. didn't look that hard. They weren't powerful. No. I mean, it wasn't like you know because like, he couldn't get enough velocity with her there. Yeah. yeah. After delivering a flurry of blows to the first uh, man's jawline, <laughs> the infuriated passenger pauses for a moment as others grab his arms and urge him to stop. It's unclear if any charges were brought. <laughs> How's that happen? What's going on? What makes you that mad to throw punches? <laughs> On an airplane, like you know, you're going to get arrested. You know, you're going to be detained. You know, I mean, you know, it's going to get ugly. I don't know. Keep your cool, man. You're going to Hawaii. You're supposed to be happy, right? I mean, you should be in the best mood ever. You should be. You know, you're getting out of California, lousy state to live in, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to Hawaii. So anyway, how many people were on that flight, I wonder? It looks like, uh, how can you afford to go to Hawaii? Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. He did, I watched a little bit more. He did, he did land. All right, so he got a, a good one. Of, yeah, okay. he got some good ones in here. <laughs> but it's just the number of people on there going to Hawaii is just amazing to me. Yeah. I'll never be able to go there. People do things, Dale. I know. People do many, many things. Well, here's research that is evident of why I can't do stuff. All right. It's from... Go banking rates research. <laughs> All right. Shows that in some major cities, an annual income of 150000 is barely enough to qualify as lower middle class. Dang. That list includes two northern California cities. There you go. And Arlington, Virginia. In these high-cost cities, the high price of basics like housing, child care, and transportation means that middle-class families find themselves stretched thin financially, even on relatively high household income. It raises questions about what it means to be rich versus middle-class in different parts of the country. (coughs) Just to get to the lower end of minimum income for middle-class in Arlington, it's $91,591. Jeez. Up to $152,000. Gosh. That's lower middle class. Yes. And then the list at number 25 is Tacoma, Washington, where to uh, be the lower end, it's 52723 bucks. The upper end, 87872 And again, that's low middle mm-hmm. class. You're a low white trash, my friend. <laughs> that's what they tell you. Okay. <laughs> now, that's not... Well, look at that. I mean... That is, and I'm, that's the top 25, the the lowest you can qualify, 52. Anything less than that, I guess you're low class. I guess so. That's, that's amazing. Now, again, there's your larger cities. Yeah. Even Honolulu was in there. Mm. You know, they were well, going there, 55 yeah. grand to qualify in the lower end of middle class. Well, we just got a text that the best way to, to get to Hawaii <laughs> is have a frequent flyer credit card. Oh. Well. So there you go. You need a credit card to get your points. Yeah, but I'd use it and never probably pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd always have a balance. <laughs> so I still couldn't travel because no, I have Because you would never pay the bill. No. <laughs> now, somebody said the lady may have had the turkey trots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She probably did. (laughs) 
Our creditor's calling you all hours of the night. <laughs> it's, I just, you know, it's hard to live. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and it's like it's unbelievable. It really is, and it's, and the, the thing that the, that's that's hitting me, I guess, is yes, everything's getting more expensive, but it's it's also I'm seeing more and more stories of just people not being able to afford a house. Yeah, you know, where I saw a thing the other day that this woman was, I think she said she was 41 years old, and she's paid paid rent ever since she's been on her own yeah. and um, she might've been 30, 31 anyway. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but she's like, she added up how much money she has paid in rent and she could have afforded to buy whatever, but she can't, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, you try, yeah, you try. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, difficult. I mean, housing costs are sky high and, you know, you, I mean, you're, Lower level home mm-hmm. cost now. You're not getting much, right? You know, right? You know, it, it seems like a a decent home would be what, like a hundred, hundred and twenty. Yeah. yeah, around here. Yeah. Now those are two twenty, yeah. two forty. It's I don't. Know. <laughs> it's uh, just anytime you buy anything, it's just terrible. You know, because we've thought about um, as the kids get older. We want to get a different place. That's we have a two story right now. We yeah. want to get a one story because someday you won't be able to get up there. Well, no, <laughs> but uh, we want to get a one story. Yeah, and um, it's like, I mean, you're, you're starting at two twenty right yeah. now. I mean, and it's just that's so much. It's so much money. House payments. It's got to be. You know, I don't know. Plus, interest rates are high. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not like they were in the you know, early '80s, but I right. mean, it's up there. Right. Here's a uh, a nice gal from Virginia. Behind bars for allegedly going medieval on police and another person in her community. <laughs> they, they drove to her home to serve 35-year-old Alexandra Hopkins a warrant. <laughs> she greeted the officers when they arrived with a sword that had a blade that was over sword. a foot long. <laughs> she swung uh. the sword at one of the officers and then ran out. <laughs> well, the cops caught up with her took her into custody and confiscated her Excalibur. <laughs> a neighbor also told detectives she'd brought it out and waved it at them earlier. <laughs> no injuries, luckily. Hopkins is now being held without bond, facing one count of assault on law enforcement and two counts of brandishing a weapon. <laughs> Gosh. People collect, you know, it's... You see them all the time, and generally, you know, it's like you and I's description. The kid's a mouth breather and lives in his parents' basement, <laughs> but he collects swords. You know, they've got all kinds of, of medieval stuff. Right. Or, you know, like Star Wars lasers and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, I just never thought about really owning swords. So Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe that could be a good hobby for you. Yeah. Be a sword collector. Just wear it on the side. Yeah. Like a piece. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got this drone footage that shows the moment a burglar fell from a ladder <laughs> fell from a ladder into a pool at <laughs> Beverly Hills home he just ransacked wow what a day for him man he needs to make a Southwest commercial yeah want to get away <laughs> the drone footage is set to Rockwell's 1983 hit song Somebody's Watching You 
shows the clumsy criminal scrambling out of a window and trying to make his getaway down a ladder <laughs> perched on the edge of the pool. <laughs> but in his rush, he loses his footing, <laughs> causing the ladder to slip into the water, dragging him down with it. <laughs> he performs an awkward backflip and splashes down in the pool of the home that he'd raided. After emerging from the pool, <laughs> he takes off. He hides in the yard, but police officers responding to the scene found him and arrested him on burglary charges. What a day. What a day. And it's a long ladder. Yeah, it is. You know, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... You're right. It's... It's one of those, you know, 12, 15 foot yeah. ladders. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I did. Doesn't anyone get suspicious? You see somebody in the other guy's yard with a ladder. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> well, I mean, it's Beverly Hills. They probably have, I think he's probably working there. I mean, well, I mean, that it could be that, or it just could be that, uh, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those properties are very much like, fenced in yeah you know yeah, what i mean that's true contained yeah. in so you have no idea what's going on next door but a bad day for him <laughs> and how'd that drone happen to be there to see it all that's a good question what's the drone what, what are you looking at like what are you what are you doing <laughs> oh it's just uh, testing things out uh. <laughs> and finally good news here smelling a familiar scent can help depressed individuals recall specific memories and potentially assist in recovery the study okay. showed that scents are more effective than words at queuing up a memory of a specific event. Yeah. But generally, it's going to be something that was rotten. Okay. It's, you know, <laughs> not, not necessarily. It's like eating raw poultry. Well. That'd be a bad memory. Not everything is a negative. <laughs> right? Like, if okay, if, if you're, like, for me, if I smell the perfume my mom always wore, okay. it's going to make me think of my mom. You're right. Okay. Was it Estee Lauder? No, it was. Um, well, it was beautiful. Was that Estee Lauder? <laughs> I don't beautiful by Estee Lauder. I know it's what she always wore. It's the only perfume I know, right? For women, Estee. <laughs> That's what they're getting for Valentine's Day. You're getting Estee Lauder. <laughs> uh, but see, I, <clears throat> so I don't know. What do you do? Does does your psychiatrist bring a bunch of stuff in and you smell it? <laughs> do you do a scratch and sniff? <laughs> What's this remind you of? Mm, that reminds me of. <laughs> you know, if I smell the 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 scent of of turkey cooking and yeah. and uh, chicken and noodles and mashed yeah. potatoes on the stove and and a, a whiff of cigarette smoke, yeah, uh, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> cigarette smoke. <laughs> it is and Thanksgiving. a bit of stale booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember college. Oh, it was good. <laughs> Yeah, like smelling grandma's yep. cookies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it says uh, it could be used in the clinical setting to help depressed individuals get out of the negative thought cycles. Sure. And rewire thought patterns, aiding faster. And I mean, you healing. think about it, the, 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 the things that make you smell are more directly tied to your brain than any other sense in our body. Yeah. I so it makes sense yeah, it would be that powerful yeah so like right now okay like right now if we were to walk into the old building okay right the The old old, the old the old radio station and it still had that that smell yeah because it had the the it wasn't unpleasant it's just the the building had its own 
odor to it. Yes, it did. It did. Schools. Schools do. Hospital. Yep. I mean, you just know. You know. know, Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seemed like school always had that light scent of barf dust. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you remember the barf dust? Oh, I do remember the barf dust. Because there's, you know, poor janitors. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, during the flu season, there's always a – right there in the floor. Yeah. Can't make it. Can't possibly get to a trash can. <laughs> right there on the floor. Splatters. And then there was that, that dust, what I call barf dust. Yeah, barf dust. Which had that zone scent of its own, mm-hmm. but was much better than smelling barf. Sure, surely they, they have better barf <laughs> dust scents now, right? Like I don't know. Do they still even have it? I don't know. That's a good question. Kids certainly still have to get sick. I mean, kids they? are still barfing. <laughs> Has barf dust technology I mean, kept up? We don't know. I mean, it would happen in any given moment. I remember we had a fire drill and a kid thrown out. Okay? <laughs> <clears throat> and you never forget it. Yeah. Who it was and it, oh, where, yeah. it, where it happened. Oh, yeah. I don't I, I don't know that I ever barfed at school. Did you? I didn't. No. I don't think I ever did. I got lucky. Yeah. I didn't have very many negative marks, you know, like peeing right. my pants or, you know. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but, you know, early on, you know, there was a girl in first grade that we were doing the Pledge of Allegiance, and she peed right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right in front of me. <laughs> she was wearing a dress and, you know. Yeah. But it's like she just probably didn't have enough courage to ask to go to the bathroom. Dang. Of course, back then it was like, can I go to the bathroom? No. No. <laughs> We're going to go in two and a half hours. <laughs> it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how it was, man. Yep. And you don't take too long of a drink at the fountain. Nope. <laughs> nope. 1,001, 1,002, next. 1,001, 1,000, next. Over that uh, d- delicious water coming from the green spigot. That we all share. <laughs> Stick our mouths on. So there you go, Matt. Some tidbits. <laughs> okay, so I'm lying. I did have one incident. Oh, oh no! Oh, I'm not no. going to tell what? the story right now. But um, it was sixth grade. Did you poop your pants? I'm not telling the story. <laughs> Come on, you can tell us. I'm not telling the story. I'm not doing it. Come on. Nope. <laughs> maybe someday. Maybe you know. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. I'll, I'll see you then. In the interim, be thinking what Matt did. <laughs> this has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.